For Friday, November 5, the 309th day of 2021. There are 56 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through in the know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app, using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast on Facebook Watch, on YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. We look back and close out the Cougar football season. We'll tell you about that last night. Also, UK and Tennessee tomorrow in Lexington. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on in the no, settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire, is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl, it's Beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. I've been doing a lot of momming this morning. Been so. doing a lot of momming? Yeah. All right. So, well, momming is, in, momming is important. It Have is. you taken the time to look outside and see how gorgeous it is? Um, yes, a little bit. What are you going to do with your extra hour this weekend? You're going to get an extra hour uh, Saturday night into Sunday morning. So what are you going to choose to do with yours? Probably. Does that mean you're going to stay up an extra hour late? Or are you just going to uh, consider yeah. the win and take an extra hour of sleep like a bonus hour? Yeah, yeah. Probably that. I'll take that one. 41% of adults say they will fall back into sleep. That's followed by spending the extra hour with friends and family and enjoying a relaxing activity. 6% plan to do housework and run errands. 5% plan to catch up on work or studies. But 100% of us, uh, Sunday at 5 o'clock, will be, it feels so late. It's only 5 (laughs) o'clock. I can't believe that. He is the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio Newshawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe, London, Moscow, Paris, and Owensboro. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Uh, I'm tired. You made I'm it tired. to Davis County yeah. and back. We did. Safely in we one did. piece. Um, maybe not the outcome you would hope for, but... Uh, no. I No, I don't think so, but... Was the outcome you feared also? No, that 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 is true. I mean, I I feared that it might have gotten a little bit more out of hand, but forty-two to seven, Cougars lost in their final game of the of the twenty twenty-one season. Yeah, and I mean, Owensboro is a is a is a darn good football team, and and it would not shock me if here in what four or five weeks, yep. they're ho- hoisting the five A championship. Wouldn't that be amazing for Owensboro though, if? They lose their quarterback after week one or week two three, to yeah. week three to the new NIL deal, and then his backup comes in, leads the team, and they still win the state title. That would be remarkable for them. The, there aren't many teams in the state that can replace a D1 quarterback and not lose a step, and yeah. that's exactly what they've done because their one loss in the season, Gavin Wimsett was their quarterback. Right. So they haven't lost with, with uh, their I don't. I mean, he's their starter now, but their backup, I guess, is who you could call him. Yeah, back backup no more. QB one ran off. So exactly. He's the new and QB one. QB one actually got in some minutes in the Rutgers game over this past week. Oh, he did. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, did we have uh, everybody have a good broadcast? Yeah, I think right. so. Okay, good. Did, just, did we? just checking. I, as far as I know, I didn't know if I you didn't. heard something. That, no, uh, I didn't hear anything at all. I was, I was just say, asking. I, I didn't know if you knew I, something that I did not. I knew you did, and you know, an after event. Uh, you did after event debriefing, so I figured, you know, you all sorted it all out on the way home. And oh yeah, we uh, yeah, it was it was enjoyable, an right. enjoyable drive home. And luckily, we were home before ten o'clock, which is weird that there, we didn't have a home football game this year where we were home before ten o'clock. Right. Uh, I did. I did notice that it seems like maybe some of your crew likes it better when you don't go. I did I, see I that. Did. Did I did you notice no, that. Did you notice I did that? notice that. It seemed like um, maybe their sentiments most, preferred you to travel separately or maybe not <laughs> at all. Most people feel that way. <laughs> 
Blue skies galore today. We'll be able to talk with a crew member. (laughs) Temperatures increase into the 60s over the weekend and near 70 for early next week. But active weather is coming late next week. Be prepared. A strong system is likely to impact our area late in the week. So from Veterans Day on next week. But in the meantime... Dry and mild. Uh, Sunny today, a 57 is the high. It'll be a gorgeous afternoon. Clear, 35 the overnight low, and then mostly sunny tomorrow with a high of 62. And then don't forget, set your clocks uh, back late tomorrow night. Or if you want the joy Sunday morning to wake up and go, I get to roll that back an hour and feel like uh, you've really done something, then you can do that if you prefer. I kind of like to... I always play games with myself. I go ahead and roll them back, but then I watch Saturday Night Live, and then I think, okay, well, it's still really this time. But then when you wake up in the morning, you go, oh, so it's different. I don't know which I like. I don't know which I like better. Well, I just rely upon you. Yeah. Well, we've we only got about four clocks in the house now that have to be set. So Most of them are automatic. You know, I... you know the, the, biggest, the biggest hassle is the Keurig. The Keurig is the one. is the <laughs> hardest one to set. You know, because you got to go through about three screens to get to it, and that's the other. So, does one. that mean you're not going to do the one here and in the office on Monday? That's uh, not your job. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's my lane. I don't think I think people want me to stay out of their lane on doing that. All I know how that feels. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> I, I I understand. Um, but so, good luck to everybody getting their clock set properly, and maybe good luck that you'll know what time it is on Sunday the whole whole day through. The President Biden's Build Back Better plan is apparently being voted on in Congress today, so we may get to see what happens in the House. I would expect they will take a surgical knife to it by the time that it gets over to to the Senate because Speaker Pelosi has crammed some things back into it that they had trimmed out, and so they'll trim it out in the Senate when Joe Manchin and uh, people like him get um, some say in it, and then I guess they'll have to pass it and then send it back and then I don't know, does the House get to put it back in? Like, is this just a, you know how, you know, in some households, uh, and, and maybe even some organizations, businesses, uh, churches, somebody will come along and they'll adjust the thermostat and then they'll move along and then somebody a few minutes later will come back and then they'll move the thermostat back to where it was and then they leave and then a few minutes later somebody else comes along and says, that's kind of the way our Congress works. One one house of government takes it out, and then they send it down the hall, and they say, well, we're going to put this back in. So it's just a game of thermostat, so we'll see how it works out and what happens with the spending plan. Kentucky's attorney general has pushed back against President Biden's coronavirus vaccination mandate for private employers filing a lawsuit claiming the requirement amounts to government overreach. The suit... Filed in federal court here in the Commonwealth, takes aim at the Biden administration's vaccine mandate for federal contractors. The attorney general uh, filed that yesterday. Uh, Ohio, Tennessee also joined the filing in the suit, which claims the vaccination requirement is unlawful and unconstitutional. The legal action comes in advance of the January 4th deadline requiring vaccines for employees who work for federal contractors. Going to be a big showdown here. Uh, we already require our federal, federal cron- contractors to uh, meet some pretty rigid standards on your ability to uh, work for the federal government, even as a civil employee but working for the government. And some of it is your basic background check, um, which that's more of a criminal type thing to prove that, you know, maybe you wouldn't embezzle or steal or that you're a generally a good person. But once you make them pass those types of standards, then you've paved the way for the federal government also then throwing other requirements saying, well, then you got to meet this standard and you got to meet this standard. And now it comes to this. And so people have got, you know, important choices to make. You've got um, people in lots of industries that are making tough choices today. And I I don't know what the end game is uh, on this, but it's going to be, like I said, a big showdown between now and January 4th. On multiple fronts, you know, we're losing law enforcement officers, we're losing nurses, we're losing uh, firefighters, we're losing people that are are supposedly trying to protect us uh, because of the mandates we've we've put forth. Well, the royal we, not this we, but the the government. Kentucky will have ample supplies of COVID-19 vaccine for younger children within weeks. 
but parents might have to be patient as kid-sized doses start going into arms. Health officials said yesterday, and they have hailed shots for children ages 5 to 11 as a major breakthrough as the country enters a new phase in fighting the coronavirus pandemic. Governor Bashir said his daughter will get the vaccine soon. Uh, he and the First Lady, uh, Brittany Bashir, got their boosters yesterday or maybe day before. I think it was yesterday. I think it was during their briefing. Dr. Stack, the uh, health commissioner, stressed that the vaccina- uh, vaccinations are safe for children and that eventually there will be plenty of vaccine to go around. He did caution school systems against rushing to change their mask policy. Um, I don't. I haven't heard him say anything about this in a few weeks, but you know, Hardin County is one that did something weeks ago, and as far as I know, they've stuck by that decision, and I've not you know, heard anything about numbers change. Breckenridge County changed this week. Uh, I don't think there's been any local change yet that I'm aware of. Um, and so the governor is just saying, let's be patient and let's be patient in getting the vaccine to children, the children that want it. And let's be patient in relaxing our measures. But at some point in time in the very near future, schools are going to have to take are going to have to make the decision to go back to either making it optional or because I think people have been pretty compliant you know, there was a big blow up and a big hubbub at the beginning of the school year, but that happened and people seemingly moved along and they did whatever they were going to do, change school systems or private school or the homeschool or just uh, bite, the bu- bite, yeah, bite the bullet and go on. Like whatever happened is going to happen. What you don't want is you don't want to let your staff, you don't want to let your teachers and your students and everybody involved go back to quote unquote normal. And then a week or two from now, I say, well, we got to about face this and do it all over again because it's just, it's confusing. If I were in charge, I'd run it through the semester and Christmas break. That's when you can sit there. And that's a good point, yeah. I think, to sit there and kind of reconvene. Okay. So, uh, by the way, and I'm, I'm, I'm certainly not calling you out at all, uh, but I did notice that when you did your pregame interview with Coach Jones, you all were both masked. Then last night when I saw you at Owensboro High School, you were not wearing a mask. Was that because of distance or was that because of their policy? Uh, I was I was wearing a mask last night. That was just something that I think Coach Jones just forgot his, as he was walking up. We've done all of our interviews this season. We have done... Oh, no, I meant your pregame, not with Coach pre- Jones at the school. Not after the game. I just meant... Oh, pregame, yes. No, yeah. we've always worn masks before the game because uh, that was what he requested uh, because we are... We are on school grounds and in the school building when that happens. Sure, when we sure. I just wonder, it was wondering, what is Owensboro doing? Or have they done anything different as far I as what they require? I didn't pay attention. Because, gotcha. uh, I mean, we get there so early that it's not like there's somebody at the gate there. I mean, they, they had to unlock everything to let us in. Mm-hmm. And then they were kind of waiting there at the door as we, as we left last night to, to <laughs> lock it all up. They should just give you all a key. You should just have well, a key to everywhere you Luckily, we don't have to go back to go. there for, for a while. No, I just mean you should just need a key everywhere, everywhere, like everywhere you, you might go. You I mean, there are some places that, I mean, we have to lock up at the end of the evening. And they're just waiting <laughs> waiting for us to get the heck out of there. A Litchfield man who was a federal fugitive has been arrested after Litchfield police responded to a disturbance call. Earlier this week, about 8.15, LPD responded to a disturbance on Aaron Way. Officers made contact with a 45-year-old David Allen Thompson. Through an investigation, they found Thompson was a federal fugitive wanted for a parole violation. He was arrested and lodged in the Grayson County Detention Center, where he, at least earlier, was awaiting transport by the Marshals Service. It's been a week, over a week actually, since a social media post from Hazard High School went viral, and the news coverage, uh, the news coverage went viral and got international attention. In fact, over this man pageant or this uh, costume day, which featured male students dressed in female clothing and uh, other people wearing what I think most would uh, deem inappropriate attire at school, the calls to publicly detail disciplinary actions came from several sources, including Governor Bashir, who addressed the matter in one of his public press conferences last week. He said they need to take appropriate action and to ensure that this will never happen again. There's another thing they need to do, and that's that they need to be talking to these students, that it this isn't something that's normalized in their mind that they think is okay in school. So uh, there's been an uh, open records request by the Hazard Herald filed seeking what the disciplinary actions were. I don't know if that's been responded to yet, so my question is this. 
Should Hazard be able to Hazard High be able to handle this internally, or should they be required? Because it's not the students that are going to be punished, I presume, because they were allowed to do this, seemingly by the staff and administration. And how, how do you punish them? Yeah, so I don't think it's the students. I think in in ways the students are the ones that have been harmed by being allowed to do this. I'm not saying it wasn't their idea, but that's what adults and supervision is supposed to do: is say, hey. To show you where the boundaries are, and this crosses it. You can't be doing that. So they're de- exactly <laughs> so they're dealing with the staff in this regard. So when it comes to personnel issues, that type of thing, where is the privacy line? Do we do we? I don't know that we do in Grayson County, but the the we collective do we deserve to know what their disciplinary what disciplinary actions were taken? They're a public school, absolutely. I, so. Do I, though? I mean, me as an individual? Well, or, I mean, or should it be, does the legislature need to know? Does the does KDE need to know? Does, KDE will know no matter what. Does the hazard community deserve to know? And well, see, I think that would be yes. They'll file an open records request. But if the hazard community knows, you're going to find out as well because you'll read the Because what happens in hazard coverage. doesn't stay in hazard. Correct. It's the opposite of Halfway to hazard. Yeah, I got it. Um Maybe when they go and they ask the pre, uh, the principal of the school, then he says, I don't know, but I support whatever decision the mayor makes. Mm-hmm. And then when you go talk to the mayor, he's, I don't know, but I think the, the I think the principal of the high school is doing an excellent job. Think that's what it might be. I don't know. <laughs> it's almost he, like they're the. Since he is, is it kind of one of those that like the the drummer from Nirvana and the singer of Foo Fighters kind of thing? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's I think that's exactly how it. Uh, how it goes. A federal grant awarded to Kentucky will support initiatives dealing with stress, mental health, and suicide prevention in rural communities. The $5,000 grant from the U.S. Department of Agriculture will allow Kentucky's Agriculture Department to work with several partners to expand its efforts on those issues. Ag Commissioner Ryan Quarles said farmers face all sorts of physical risks in their day-to-day environment but many don't consider the incredible pressures on their mental well-being. This grant will enable the Department of Agriculture and our partners to help deliver resources to help our rural communities improve their health. It's only $5,000? Oh, sorry, $500,000. Oh, okay. Half a million. Because I was sitting okay. over here I was going to say, I was like, $5,000, that's, that's... Maybe that's I dropped, maybe I dropped 5, the hundred. Well, I will well, tell I you, I paused. Cool. I was. I couldn't decide whether to say 500000 or a half a million, which, by the way, both are correct. Um, so I don't, yeah, maybe I skipped the hundred part, but it's a half million dollars from the USDA. And I think, um, I think the pandemic, one byproduct of the pandemic is going to be one positive byproduct of the pandemic is going to be that it will serve to remove more remove the stigma associated with mental health and the care of mental health because we have been watching the behavior of people over the last, well, for all time, but increasingly we look at people and we say, why does that person act that way? Or why would that person do that? Or why would that person? And then, you know, I, I heard you know, Oprah change the phrase, rather than what's wrong with you, what happened to you, what has happened to you in your life that's led you to this conflict or this emotional disturbance or whatever it might be. But since we were all in the same COVID boat, now, our boats were different, but we were still in the same sea, in the same choppy waters. Some of us had little dinghies and some of us had bigger boats, but still it impacted our the way we were sailing. So... Will that pandemic help us to then be more accepting of mental health care and seeking it and when it's necessary and kind of not making fun of people for choosing to do it? It should. Yeah. I, 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 don't, so. I hate that it even came to the point that there was a pandemic that brought that. Me too. Yeah. It's, I mean, mental health is almost more, I mean, if not even more important than your physical health. Yeah, I agree. Your brain is, I mean, it's the most important thing you got. Cats will host the Volunteers of Tennessee tomorrow. Sam, Cats blazing start to 6-0, and but now 6-2 and after dropping back-to-back. But last week's game was a clunker. I mean, it wasn't it, – you understand the loss to Georgia, but last week was just laying an egg mm-hmm. at Starkville. So do the Cats bounce back tomorrow? They should. 
They should. I mean, there's not much worse than that Tennessee orange, right? Ugh. Can we outlaw Rocky Top? Can, Rocky Top shouldn't be able. Uh, orange is awful. It's, it's, not, it's, it's not good orange. It's not Bengal orange. We know what good orange looks like. Or cougar that's, orange. That's definitely not it. But I read this headline: A Tennessee probe is finished, and they won't impose a postseason bowl ban. As the NCAA lost all credibility, haven't they? Because these schools—they're just not consistent. Louisville included. When it all come, when it all said and done, there's going to be like. No punishment for like those who violated the rules along the way. Be like, nah, just move along. Everything's everything's in bounds now, seemingly. But we got to get to a break. Hey, something neat happened this week involving our uh, local McDonald's, and we're going to help celebrate it. We're going to have a couple of special uh, special guests coming up. So hang around here on In the Know. commercial tv day it's also american football day today and then don't forget tomorrow is the halfway day of autumn so we'll be halfway through the fall season and we'll turn the corner into december 21 when winter begins i want to say something neat happened earlier this week the um mcdonald's of litchfield um and their manager michelle lynch were honored with winning the Ray Kroc Award. And Michelle and uh, Brooke Cox from uh, McDonald's join us. Good morning, ladies. Welcome. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Good to see you all. You too. Uh, Michelle, she knew to wear blue today. She is oh, the, of course, that's right. she probably wears that color most days. Did not days. get that memo. No. Well, that's, that's okay. Uh, black looks good on you, Brooke. It's okay, good, thank good you. to see you again. Um, the I was reading up on the Ray Kroc Award to try and learn a little bit more about it, and it's Quite a distinguished honor. It's the top 1% of leadership in the McDonald's Corporation, which is huge. You all, Brooke, I know you have to be excited and proud of Michelle. Oh, my goodness. Um, I've been texting her every day since and saying I'm still smiling. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We knew that she was the top 1%, but we're beyond blessed that she was recognized um, actually worldwide um, for that huge achievement of the Ray Kroc Award. Michelle, how long have you been with uh, with McDonald's as a company? Uh, six years. Six years. And I presume you didn't start in leadership. No. Nope. <laughs> so tell me about your, your McDonald's journey. Like the, the day you started, I, Brooke and I have talked a lot over the, over the years about, you know, a lot of people start with a specific reason. It's a great first job to have. And then sometimes it becomes a career, but what's your pathway been with McDonald's? Um, I started six years um, at the Glendale store um, and actually Brooke and um, another GM that they hired me and I started as crew. Um, I was a manager for a couple years and then I became a GM. Um, I've worked at three different uh, other restaurants as well. I mean, including Litchfield. So. Yeah. And how long have you been in Litchfield? Uh, two years. Two years. Yep. Uh, have you? Are there days that you want to go out there and be the parking patrol? When you say, you people and you're parking and you're... The reason I say is I have breakfast at McDonald's every morning. We appreciate so that. I, and I love it because I use the app and then I use curbside. Very which, smart. When it's raining, I try not to use curbside because I don't really want to make people get out in the rain. But my point is, while I'm there every morning, I see some of the faux pas that people create. I would imagine that makes things like that are just things that a manager has to look after. Yes, Michelle? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get you some of those cones, you know, that oh, they yeah. use when they park airplanes. And we actually like, do send people you, out you there sometimes. Here. You do? Yeah. I think it's phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. Um, all the traffic jams in Litchfield occur, I think, in your parking lot <laughs> because everyone eats there. That's Keep my point. That's where, yeah. that's where all the, all the cars okay go. We're with that. <laughs> uh, Michelle, I saw a picture of you the other day when you found out. Yeah, a nice little ceremony there at the at the restaurant. And... Uh, you, it seemed like you were, uh, you got emotional, like you, you, um, the, the news, how did you feel when you learned? Um, I knew that I was nominated and I was so, you know, so excited. Um, but whenever I found out, uh, when the celebration happened at the store, um, I was just so blessed and so, uh, thankful that I worked for the borough organization and the organization, um, the corporate and everybody chose me to be, have the Ray Kroc award. I'm just so honored. So. 
how many times in your life do you get to hold one of those big fat checks, you know, that has <laughs> got your name on it? And then I love, I said it, mentioned it yesterday on the show. I loved it that the signature line, it just said Tom. You know, <laughs> like, Tom doesn't even have to sign his last no. name. It just says Tom. So there you are with your $2,500 check as the, as the Ray Kroc uh, winner. Uh, what are you, do you have intentions or plans uh, other than Christmas gifts with your, with your money? Uh, probably just save it up. I'm getting married next year, so we saving it up for that. <laughs> that's a good way good to. Timing. That's yeah. a that's a good way to do it. So I was I was reading this morning that there are 37,000 locations in 120 countries, and over 90 percent of McDonald's restaurants are owned and operated independently by franchisees, including these stores and a great company. And the Ray Kroc Award is an accolade that recognizes the top performing McDonald's restaurant managers globally. So you're one of, you're in the 1%, one of 390, which sounds a lot, but the top 1%. And Brooke, you've kind of touched on it. You know that Michelle is is 1%, but it's nice to have it confirmed by the company. Yes, for sure. Um, we always say everything starts and ends with people. We could not open our doors or do anything without um, our amazing crew and management staff. And Michelle has always just lived that out 100%. Um, I mean, I give glory to God for the heart. He gave her a servant's heart. And uh, she just, you know, we say we care about our people, but she um, truly puts that in action and not just cares about the customers, but um, cares individually about every person that works for her. And she's the first to always say that this is an award just for her, but it's an award for her entire team. And that's 100% true. Yeah, you took the you led me right where I was going because no leader in any organization is anything if they don't have people who either follow the direction or are you know willing to help bail water whenever there's a flood or you know uh, rally around a cause whenever we need. So Michelle, I know you're only as good as your as your team. I think you've got a great one. Thank you so much. She does. I saw, I see photos of them, and, it, and I'm telling you that I'm there enough that I kind of, I recognize staff members now and team members, and they just, they, they are so great with greeting me and good morning, and they might have a quick story to tell or a quick, you know, hey, it's cold, hey, it's hot, hey, it's whatever. So it's a little bit better than just being, oh, here's your egg McMuffin, keep that's on right. moving, you know. So that's oh, good. Oh, good. Um, so Michelle, I think what everyone wants to know most importantly is. What's your favorite menu item? <laughs> My at, favorite menu? I probably have to say the Daily Double. The Daily Double? Yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. That's, that's a good one. That's my that's, favorite sandwich. That's an overlooked one. I didn't know about that. But you really like the strawberry cream pie. Oh, yeah. I like that, too. Yeah. Mm. Brooke, do you have a favorite menu item? It's the Daily Double. So you both like the Daily Double. Yeah, it's my favorite sandwich. And every time someone orders it, I tell them, good choice. That's my favorite sandwich. <laughs> okay, so now what everyone really wants to know is, so Michelle, you've been there six years. Have you already learned about the secret menu? Or is the secret menu like Fight Club? We're not allowed to talk about the secret menu. Probably not allowed to talk about it. Okay, all right, good. <laughs> so, but, all right, but, but she is at least acknowledging that it may or Pretty may not secret. exist. That's one of the great legends of McDonald's is maybe, you know, is maybe maybe secret the things. Secret sauce. Now I have also heard Michelle that in addition to being in the top one percent of McDonald's leadership, that maybe you're a bit of a songbird. Oh no, I am actually. Yeah. Um, do you sing while you're at work? I do. A lot. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> They love it. You must sing well we or your or your team members wouldn't come back. What <laughs> types of things do you like to sing while you're at work? Uh, usually just, um, I don't have, I guess, any certain genre, but I guess I'd prefer like country or Christian music. Okay. And have you, did you sing a song at work today so far? Uh, I did, actually. Did okay. <laughs> All right. It. So what, so what was the song you sang today? I got to thank you. As soon as I got there, it was early. Okay. Um, oh, I can't remember it was on the radio. I'm so sorry. That's all right. Uh, While she thinks about that, Brooke, you've heard Michelle sing. She has an amazing voice. Yeah. 
She needs to be on something. <laughs> on America's Got Talent or something. At least K-105, like, yeah. Well, I mean, she, she is. She is. So this is your this opportunity, is Michelle. I mean, if you if you want to belt something out, it's completely up to you. Uh, I'll fast today. <laughs> fast today. Well, I tell you what, you come back anytime. There we go. All right. And uh, the offer stands. We would uh, we would welcome the opportunity to hear you. Uh, one last thing before you go, I just kind of want to learn a little bit more about Brooke. I know it's been challenging the last couple of years for all of your restaurants and all your team. How resilient have you all had to be in figuring it out? Like so many different things, whether it's curbside or whether it's uh, dining rooms open, dining rooms closed. I know everybody has faced challenges, but I've kind of admired the situation you all have been in. What's it been like? Um, It has definitely been tough, um, but I do think, you know, just a I guess to our own horn a little bit compared to our competitors, we have really weathered well. Uh, McDonald's as a company was already doing a good job with uh, curbside and delivery and mobile orders. Um, So that was, you know, a huge uh, tool in our tool belt to help us overcome some of those challenges we've had the past couple of years. And um, I mean, we just meet as a leadership team, um, upper leadership and general leaders we meet all the time to just keep elevating our you know our business and what we can do for our people to to just stay ahead of it and i know tom and the family also have to be very grateful and proud at the way that everyone has has faced this because i know they count on people to keep everyone like me fed etc but if people don't show up for work that can't happen and so there has to been have been a lot of dedication among your 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 workforce over the last couple of years yeah 100 110% and tom gives us so many tools i mean he allows us to take care of people like we talked about with Michelle and her team this morning. And without that, we would not be where we are. And we, you know, always tell him it starts from the top and we, we do for others what he does for us. And it's just a, a domino effect. Well, Michelle, congratulations on the honor. Thank uh, you so we're much. We're so, yes. so happy for you. Uh, good luck on your upcoming wedding. I know it's going to be $2,500 better than it was going to be. <laughs> That's right. And the next time I see you, I expect a song. Okay? All right, you got it. All right, and it may be tomorrow when Uh-oh. I get my Egg McMuffin. All right, sounds All right. like a plan. That's Brooke and Michelle from <laughs> McDonald's. And Michelle, now Ray Kroc Award winner. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. In the 19th century, Shirley was a popular name for boys. Really? I have known a couple of Shirleys in my life. They're, uh, they were certainly older than I, but there were you know some people that go, well, that's an odd name. I don't hear that very often, but apparently in the 1800s, it was pretty popular that it was a boy's name, not a girl's name. Don't call me Shirley, right? That's that makes that line even better in uh, airplane. Mm-hmm. And don't call me Shirley. <laughs> like, okay, I'm impressed that you know that. Uh, he knows all the good classics. I think. I mean, not the Princess Bride, but I do know the Princess Bride. Oh, do? It was Dennis. It was that Dennis that, that yeah. doesn't know right. that. Yeah, so no. finally he does. My name is Inigo Montoya. But he, but Dennis seemed underwhelmed. Did he? He not? did. He did. Well, now he's got. Uh, I'm presuming later on in the show that you'll have to give him his his what he's doing this weekend. Absolutely, so. yeah. I've got uh, I've got he and Sarah's uh, date night all planned out. Do you got a busy weekend coming? Probably. Shh, let well, me tell you, it only gets busier now as he gets closer to Christmas. That's right. The Hallmark movies just get ramped up more and more and more at the movie theater this weekend. Here are some of the new additions at the box office. Well, isn't there something big coming out here in a couple of weeks, like in the coming weeks, something that I think I think I saw somebody say that it's coming. I don't even know what it is. There's a bigger release, I feel like, coming up in a couple of weeks that people are looking forward to, and I have no idea what it is. I don't know. It might be today. Eternals. Not that. That is a PG-13 action-adventure starring Richard Madden and Angelina Jolie and Selma Hayek. So I've heard of... 
two-thirds of them. Spencer is out. It's an R-rated biography drama. The marriage of Princess Diana and Prince Charles have long since uh, grown cold. Though rumors of affairs and divorce abound, peace is ordained for Christmas festivities at the Queen's estate. But this year, things will be profoundly different. Just watch The Crown on Netflix and call it a day. And then uh, that starts Kristen Stewart and Timothy Spall. I know Kristen Stewart. I don't know Timothy Spall. And then an R-rated mystery thriller called The Beta Test, starring Jim Cummings and Virginia Newcomb. I don't know who either of those people are. It's next week. It's the Clifford movie. That comes out next <laughs> Is that the blockbuster <laughs> that everybody was lined up for? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, Alea will be happy. I presume. <laughs> Listen, that's, but, my, that's my childhood <laughs> there. You got to bring that Clifford. Do you have, is it circled on your calendar at home, Sam? Uh, midnight it, showing. It's got a big, a big red circle around That's that, why, I mean, I was disappointed the day. Cougars lost, but now now since they, <laughs> they lost, I can I have next Friday open your, that I can. Your Friday night has opened up tremendously. <laughs> I can go watch the Clifford movie. <laughs> I got it. He uh, lives in New York City, right? Um, well, he well, certainly in this does movie, dur- he does. He certainly does during the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade because that's typically where I see Clifford. Is he's a uh, he is a float? So, so Miss Shirley Snyder says that she was named after Shirley Temple. Who was Shirley Temple named after? Like who was the first? Who you was know, the there, first Shirley? There, there was, we see those names, whether it's Taylor or, or we see Madison's kind of go like, you've seen a few Madison's that are men, etc. Sam, cetera. Sam uh, Samuel, Samantha, mm-hmm. etc. But there had to be, like, Shirley Temple probably paved the way for a lot of women to be named. But who was Shirley Temple named for? I don't know. Riddle me this. Fourth of Google. The Rock vows to never use real guns on any of his productions following the Rust shooting. I think many of us the last couple of weeks have been wondering when so much of your movie making is done in post-production or with CGI, why would you be using real guns on movie sets anyway? So it says that uh, he says, I can't speak for anyone else, but I can tell you without an absence of clarity that any movie that we have moving forward any movie, any television show, or anything we do or produce, we won't use real guns at all. I I think, uh, by the way, Disney Plus, the series behind the attraction that uh, Dennis put me on to, when I watched the closing credits, it says the executive peru- producer is Dwayne Johnson. Really? So is his production company? That, that would be an odd... Does, can he be referred to as Dwayne Johnson? Yeah, it's in business settings. We drop the rock. He's just. I was gonna say, funny. isn't he just the rock? Well, I mean, if he becomes president, are you gonna call him President pres- Rock? President Rock? President V Rock? No, I'm gonna call him President D Wayne. President D Wayne. Okay, an update for those of you that got all excited yesterday. What a difference a day makes. Jay Z's new Instagram account deleted after one day. I guess his goal was just to see if he could get Beyonce to follow him, and she did. So then, or maybe he said, oh, no, Beyonce's following me. I got to delete my account. But what do you think that was all about? You mentioned his name today. That's probably what it is. Part of it is you talked about him now twice this week, probably two more times than you've talked about him in the past six months. He's probably back to focusing on Mm -hmm. his hard knock life. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, or maybe maybe Snoop was watching the show yesterday. Heard you talk about it. Sent Jay Z a text and said, "Hey, do not bring Snoop into that." They're busy. They're busy rehearsing for their Super Bowl show, so they're all together. Is Jay Z in there too? I, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he better be. Doctor Dre and Eminem and Snoop Dogg and Jay Z. Put them all in there. Walk a flock of flame, right? <laughs> I don't know that. <laughs> He's quite at the level of Mount Olympus. In Lexington, he is right now. Yeah, yeah. In Fayette County, he might be. (laughs) Uh, There is a new Snow White movie coming forward. Another one? This will be a live action. But Gal Gadot, who played Wonder Woman, is going to play the evil queen. Could have gone either way. She could probably play Snow White. 
but she's going to play the evil queen in Disney's live action adaptation of Snow White. I mean, they did a live adaptation of Beauty and the Beast, and I thought it was pretty good. They've done, you know, other live adaptations as a Lion King. Yeah, as a Snow White fan, are you objecting to this, or do you are you excited by it? Um, I'm not looking. Uh, I'm not excited at all about that. Hmm. Okay. Well, will it be, will you acknowledge its existence or will you watch it, but just with some speculation or trepidation? Like, eh, well, I don't know. I'll watch it, but I mean, I, I feel like I've said the same things before. If it's done well, leave it alone. Yeah. Why do we have to remake everything? But did, that but bothers me. Snow White's 70 years old, though. It, it, and it's still good. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, we are a week and two days away from One Night Only with Adele. And there's a new, she released a video yesterday. I think it was on Twitter because it's got a blue check beside it. Blue check mean Twitter, Sam? Yeah. Adele struggles to work her car's cassette player in the Easy On Me video's bloopers. I did think it was odd. So if you're not seeing the video, she's walking out of a house, and then she gets in the car. She starts the music, but she starts the music by put, shoving a cassette tape into the tuner of this radio. It's like an, I don't know, it's an old Mercedes, or it's an older car. And My first car had a tape player, and I had to figure out how to use it. My first car had a tape player as well, but I already knew how to use it before I got... I was using tape players before I was using cars. Um, but so apparently they had to film it a bunch of times, and they've released the blooper reel on... What does it say about the world when we're entertained by Adele cassette tape bloopers? Well, I I can almost guarantee that... I mean, can it... Would Anna or Alea know how to work a tape player? No. The good thing about the cassette player is that, well, don't forget, remember on the door, it had the shape. So fat end this way, okay. well, skinny end that way. If you presented them. If you could just say, just just put that well, if, in if, there. If you handed Alea a cassette tape right now, would she even know what it is? No, she would no. hold yeah. it up to no, her eyes and she would look through the two holes. <laughs> With the with the cogs, that that's is what, so true. That's exactly yeah. what she would do. She would think it was miniature sunglasses or <laughs> a welding mask <laughs> or one of those viewfinders <laughs> or a viewfinder. It could be. That's what she would. That's what she would do. But she would be intrigued by it, and then I would get joy out of showing her the pencil trick. Or here's how oh, you yeah, rewind yeah. it. You put the pencil in it, and you rewind it or or cue it up. And then this headline, we've been talking about Mariah Carey multiple times this week. Mariah Carey releases a new song called Fall in Love at Christmas. Nope. No, thank you. You get one. You can either have your classic, the one that we're all going to listen to a month from now, or you can have this one. I have, a, I have a sneaking suspicion she wants us to stay with the classic, not with this one. That would be my guess. But you get one. That's it. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Wrap it up for the week here on In the Note. MB's point of ponder for today. Is Aaron Rodgers going to be punished by the NFL? Not punished. Well, he's been masquerading. So news came out an hour or so ago that it's leaked out of Green Bay that oh, he then was I not. Seen this. Yeah, he was not vaccinated. Okay, yeah, I've seen that. So, but he's been masquerading. He's been living as a vaccinated person. So the NFL has protocols. If you refuse to, then you have to do this, which is uh, press conferences indoors without masks, and that's what he's been doing. And then he was very clever in the word that he used back in the summer when he said he was immunized, but then the NFL didn't sign off on his treatment. So really, he was operating as a vaccinated person, but he technically wasn't, so... Does the NFL say, does the NFL make an example of him? I have no idea. I mean, the NFL 
I don't know. I mean, it's it's Aaron Rodgers, I think, maybe just did Jeopardy call him and they need him to film a couple of episodes. That's why he's <laughs> just taking the week off. But I, I don't know that he – I don't know what the NFL will do. If I really they don't, don't, then they are sending forth the message. There are two sets of rules. There are a set of rules for, for your the reigning el- league for MVP, elite quarterbacks, and then there's you know, or and then there are rules for everyone else. So, uh, I think if I were one of his teammates, I'd be kind of ticked. But then again, you're probably already not necessarily the most happy at him for how he acted during the offseason. Mm-hmm. Will he be here? Won't he be here? Etc. Et if you don't want to be here, then. All right. We don't want you here Let's either. find out what's going to be on television. There's not really not much to report when it comes to tonight. Kentucky play, so. Yeah, you get... Uh, Miles you get, College, is that right? UK exhibition, right? One more exhibition game. Mm-hmm. But the Breeders' Cup is all weekend, so if you like okay. horse racing, it's going to be especially on NBC tomorrow. But I think it starts today. Figure you can watch it on TVG. Santa, Santa Anita, is that it? It is at uh, Del Mar. Del Mar, okay. Yeah. Tomorrow night, Dennis and Sarah will be watching Next Stop Christmas. <laughs> Next Stop Christmas. On the Hallmark Channel. Angie wonders what life would be like if she had married an ex who became famous. When she finds herself magically transported to the past. Magically. She has the chance to relive that Christmas and learn what and who is truly important to her. Hmm. Next Stop Christmas on the Hallmark Channel. Saturday at 7. Check local listings. <laughs> um, seven, seven Eastern. Six hoping he's he's Central, sitting at his nine, sitting le- lounging on his couch in his office that he's now found. Right. Ooh, tomorrow night, uh, Saturday Night Live host Kieran Culkin <laughs> on his couch. He's probably been using that all week because I gave him license uh-huh. to lay down because you you do you think better when you lay down. Ed Sheeran is the musical guest. Kieran Culkin, Macaulay's younger brother, is the uh, host. On Sunday, ooh, dilemma for Christy Buckles. Oh dear! The series premiere of Dexter New Blood. Oh yes, but Sam, I know what yours is going to be. You'll choose that. I don't have Showtime though, so. But she to... has to choose between that and the season four premiere of Yellowstone. I'm sorry. There's no contest there. There's not. No. You're choosing Dexter. Absolutely. Okay. I don't well, have Showtime, so I'm gonna have to figure out my. That's my weekend plans here. Is I might just wait. I, I'm probably what I'll end up doing in Dexter is waiting until the entire season comes out to where I can binge it. You know all those old cheap motels that they used to put out on their marquee free HBO. <laughs> Find one that says free Showtime and go stay there for the weekend. And that, so I'm gonna have to stay there every Sunday night. I mean, how many episodes? Eight episodes or something. <laughs> Give or take, yeah. Remember that when you would drive down the you drive down the road and they you know have those motels and then say free HBO. Okay. Today's highlight in history: this date in 2017, a gunman armed with an assault rifle opened fire in a small South Texas church. In 1872, suffragist Susan B. Anthony defied the law by attempting to cast a vote for President Ulysses S. Grant. Parker Brothers began marketing the board game Monopoly this date in 1935. Wow. President Reagan disclosed he had Alzheimer's disease in 1994. He was then former President Reagan. In 2006, Saddam Hussein was convicted and sentenced by the Iraqi High Tribunal to hang for crimes against humanity. Birthdays today. Art Garfunkel is 80. Chris Jenner is 66. Brian Adams is 62. Tatum O'Neill is 58. Ryan Adams is 47. Was it earlier this week, Sam, that we heard? Uh, you might have heard, caught it on KSR. Ryan Adams has a song called Tennessee Sucks. Did uh, apparently, you, did you I, did, I did catch that briefly, but I you, don't think it can be played on air. Yeah, I, I wasn't planning I was... to play it. I was just trying to see if that would get us game ready uh-huh. for tomorrow. Can I just say portions, too? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Kevin Jonas, who's my favorite Jonas brother, hands down. Can you name He's another? 34 today. Nick? There you go. Okay. Can you name the third? Engelbert. <laughs> <laughs> Joe. <laughs> oh, Joe. Uh, Joe should have been an easy one. <laughs> Roy Rogers was born this day in 1911. 
Vivian Lee, born this date in 1913. Ike Turner, born this date in 1931. Would you have been able to name Kevin if Nick would have been the one? <laughs> no, I could have gotten eventually Joe and Nick, but I don't think I would have gotten Kevin because <laughs> all the Kevins I know in my life are not named Jonas. Henderson. That's one. Well, yeah, there are That's one. It leaves a big impression on you. Some people say a man is made out of mud. A poor man's made out of muscle and blood. Muscle and blood and skin and bones. A mind that's weak and a back that's strong. You load 16 tons. What do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt. I may enjoy that song a little too much. I don't know why I do, but are I you just... allowed to play who sings that though? This today, leading oh, yeah. into Kentucky Ernie Ford. Yes, yeah. yeah. We'll just call that today. Good idea. Betty Everett and Jerry Butler, 1964. Let it be me. Let it be me. Okay. Let's go to 1973. The world he left behind. Now, so long. would this work as a pet band song? Another Georgia themed one? Might be a little too slow. A little slow. Will you, will you compromise the... with the bells? Absolutely not. No, I'm not changing the standard. No. Well, it still's got two Georgia a jazz band. band. The jazz band concert, okay. they could do this. Yeah, but not, that not pet band. No. Uh-huh. Now, are you playing the bagpipes in that rendition? Uh, the arrangement I saw doesn't have bagpipes on that one. But Is there an I'm, arrangement that does include bagpipes? I'm not sure, but I I I want to be one of the pips. I don't. That's. I don't think the pips have bagpipes. Every day. 1982. Richard Gere. From an officer and a gentleman. You don't know that famous line? Uh, yes, I do. But When he, he's about to wash out of the service. Brian Adams' birthday boy had a number one hit this day in 1991. Can't stop this thing we started. Remember when Ryan Adams got mad at all those people at his show at the Ryman because they were saying, you're not Brian Adams. Remember that? Not you, really the biggest Ryan Adams fan. But it's so crazy, though, because they share a birthday. Not only do they share, like, have names that are similar, and they're both musicians. It's Ryan and Brian. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, come on over. Christina Aguilera, number one in 2000. All right, MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Happiness is where we find it, but very rarely where we seek it. Happiness is where we find it, but very rarely where we seek it. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. See you back here on Monday for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Beej, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.